This is the daily lectionary comments for Friday of Easter 3. We're going to look at Exodus chapter 39, verse 32 to 40, verse 16, regarding priestly garments and things like that. And also, we're going to look at Luke chapter 8, verse 22 to 39, uh, Jesus calming a storm and uh, healing a demoniac. Okay, another one of these interesting chapters filled with all kinds of mind-numbing detail about things that don't seem to matter at all. This is Exodus chapter 39, beginning at verse 32. We're going to be talking about uh, things that the priests swore we're going to be talking about. Well, actually, we're not going to be. It's going to be talking about the furnishings for the tabernacle. Again, more great detail uh, about all kinds of things that were in the tabernacle you know, it would really help, of course, to be able to show pictures and diagrams and so on like that. Uh, if you're just reading this, it can be pretty difficult to understand. But uh, I don't want to go into any of that. You can read it, actually, if you want to go and look at, at diagrams. If you've got a study Bible, for that matter, you can go online. You can find all kinds of interesting things that will show what the tabernacle actually looked like. I actually just want to back up and... Um, and talk about uh, more basic concepts regarding worship and regarding life with God, which this tabernacle is teaching us all about. Remember, the tabernacle is about God desiring to live among his people. It's his presence. Where God is, is holy. And here's the basic thing. We are not holy, and holiness and unholiness do not mix And for that reason, a great deal of care needs to be taken in terms of how God dwells among his people. So it says here, the text says the tabernacle was erected and then we're told it is consecrated. So let me introduce just a a few words that get bandied about a bit and we'll talk about them very briefly. And that's the idea of things being sacred or holy or the opposite of something being sacred or holy, and that's being profane. Profane means common or ordinary. doesn't mean bad. It just means common or ordinary. It, and, and holy or sacred, those two words mean the same thing. Uh, uh, is, if, if a thing is not holy, then it is profane. So we have a distinction. A profane thing can be made holy if it is set apart for use with God, or if God in some way sets it apart. When something that is profane is made holy, we say we consecrate it. To consecrate something is to take something that is profane and we make it holy. To treat something that is holy as profane, we say we desecrate it. We desecrate things when we treat things that are holy as profane. So there's a a very important distinction that every Christian and and anybody who lives with God just sort of intuitively feels that we don't use ordinary things in ordinary ways around God. And that's one of the reasons why the closer you get to where God is or where you are touching and handling the things that more peculiarly belong to God and completely belong to God, We treat them in special ways. We dress in special ways. We talk in special ways. Everything becomes special because we're talking about holiness, okay? Holiness uh, is central to how 
you live with God. There's nothing wrong with being profane or common unless you are being profane and common while dealing with the things of God. Otherwise, everything in the world is profane and common, and that's perfectly okay. That doesn't mean it's bad. Luke chapter 8, beginning at verse 22. We have a couple of episodes where we see how Jesus is dealing with uh, this present darkness in which we live. So we have, uh, we are introduced to storms and danger and fear. And then we are introduced to pigs and demons and unbelief and fear. And we see how Jesus deals with these. First, he's in the boat with the disciples and the storm and the danger and the fear in the disciples and they wake him up. But all Jesus does is say, be still. And essentially, what's the matter with you? Where is your faith? Did you really believe that you were about to be swamped when I'm here in the boat with you? It is a reality of this world that we are surrounded by dangerous things that can swamp our boats at any time. I might also point out here real quickly is that we've just learned about parables. And this is kind of a, not, not really a parable, but it, it could be one. I mean, if, if, if Jesus could tell a story about people in a boat in the wind and the waves and about to sink, um, it's, it's like a parable, only it actually happened. It's not just a story. And it's a story and an event that teaches about the dangers of this world and Jesus' mighty power over them. Then Jesus gets to the other side of the, of the Sea of Galilee and uh, we are introduced to a bizarre land. This is a land of mostly Gentiles. We are introduced to the fact that there is a, a demoniac there, and he has many demons living within him. When he's asked his name, he says, Legion, because there are many demons within him. It's a very scary and a very spooky kind of a thing. He lives among the tombs. So this is a very unhappy unholy kind of a place we are told that there is there are pigs there um, uh, nearby and of course pigs are considered to be unclean animals to jews so uh, here we have pigs and and um, uh, jesus permits uh, the the demons to go into the herd of swine which then rushes uh, headlong into into the lake and drown and then we see a very interesting thing happen. The people from roundabout come out and they find this demoniac now in his right mind. And rather than celebrating this, they become afraid. And so they ask Jesus to leave. And the question might be asked, you know, we saw the demons in this man because he lived among the tombs and couldn't, couldn't be even keep his clothes on. But the other people, they seemed normal. And yet they asked Jesus to leave in the face of this great work. And they live and seem to be very comfortable in a very unholy kind of a place. Boy, here's another parable, though. I mean, if you want to think about it, it's very uh, much like a parable in the way it reads, uh, that this is very much like the way the world is that um, we sometimes see the activity of the demons right in front of us. But most of the time we grow so comfortable with it, we don't even recognize 
the control and power of the legions of demons when they're right under our noses because frankly we've grown accustomed to living with them 